Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. So it's been a couple weeks since I have shared a podcast episode because last week my sister and my nephew were visiting and then also I completely lost my voice for like four and a half days. And I'm like, well, I guess I can't record a podcast or I could have. It just would have sounded terrible. I sounded like a boy going through puberty, but way worse. Anyway, we are here now. I'm actually on my mic today. I'm in my office on my mic. My podcast room is a mess because this is where my um, sister and nephew were staying and I just haven't, they weren't messy. It's just, you know, I didn't clean up after they left. I didn't put the bed away or anything like that. But here we are. So today's topic is all about creating a side gig or side hustle or simply creating another stream of income. And I don't know about you, but why wouldn't you want to create another stream of income or have a little cash on the side, whether it's for vacation or for investments or for spending money on things you usually don't spend money on, like maybe facial treatments or getting your nails done or whatever it is. Who doesn't love extra money? I sure do. So I'm speaking from the point of view of someone who has started thing one. I have some notes here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine side hustles, uh, side gigs, streams of income, uh, the last one, the ninth one, is something I am currently working on, and we'll see. But I want to share my journey of starting um, my side hustles. I'll start with the very first one and then kind of go from there, and then tips for you so you can start earning income in another way. Okay, so the first one is... Before I had kids, I was an elementary school teacher in Indiana, originally from Chicago. My husband and I moved to Indiana because that's where the jobs were after graduating from Southern Illinois University. And teachers made crap. They still do. They don't get the money that they deserve. So I was pregnant with our first son. So this was over, our son is six. And I started my first side hustle probably about six and a half years ago. Maybe, yeah, about six, when I was pregnant. So that sounds about right. Six and a half, seven years ago. So I started with group fitness. I loved group fitness. I knew once we had our son, I no longer wanted to be a teacher. And we were fortunate enough to be able to live off of my husband's income. For us, 
being a teacher, if I was going to work, I would be basically paying for childcare. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be home with our son. And I was fortunate enough to, I know not everybody is in the same uh, financial situation, but we were fortunate enough where I could stay home and raise our son. I also knew that I wanted something else. Like I knew before I had him that I wanted to be earning something and also be passionate about it. And over time, I've learned that having a side hustle, you don't necessarily have to be like super passionate about it. But for me at the time, I was like, well, this is a perfect fit. So I was when I was pregnant, I was working on getting my group certification because I thought that when I had my son, I could take him to the gym, get a couple hours of working out in, which I love to do anyway. I was going to do it anyway, so might as well teach. And I could also be making some money on the side for groceries or whatever. And then also have my socialization, like get me out of the house. It was good for him to, you know, socialize with other kids. It was good for me because I can't be cooped up in the house. I can't just, I don't know, do nothing. Like I, it becomes exhausting (laughs) doing laundry and cleaning and dinner and then repeat. Like I knew I needed something else for me. So I began working on my group's uh, fitness certification, got that. And then started teaching at the gym while I was pregnant after school a couple days a week and then also on Saturday. And then I thought, well, I'm doing this at the gym. I know that there are teachers that love, you know, or want to work out, maybe not necessarily love it, but are looking for ways to feel better, but A, maybe they don't have time after they go home to go to the gym because they have kids' sports and, you know, all of the requirements it takes to run a household, right? And they're also working full-time. Well, I thought, well, okay, if they're at school anyway, it's after the kids leave, why don't I set up a workout in my classroom two days a week where teachers could come and I will just do body weight exercises. And I got this approved by the principal. She was like, sure, fine. And I don't even think I had them sign any kind of contract or anything. I feel like I charge $5 per class cash. I don't even think I was using Venmo at the time. And they could just drop in whenever. And I this was probably taught... I don't know, for a few months. I was ready to pop, right? And I did this basically until I was due. So it didn't matter on the weather or anything like that. And teachers came when they could. And, you know, when they weren't able to, they didn't come and I didn't charge. So that was another way to earn income as well. And it kind of was like the perfect fit because, hey, I could get a workout in after after school as well. And I didn't even have to go to the gym, you know, later in the evening when I wasn't teaching. Then after I had my son, I started an online personal training business where I had come up with exercises that I would email to clients. They would print them out or just pull them up on their email and do the workouts at home or at the gym. So they needed like minimal uh, 
pieces of equipment, whether it was like resistance bands or light weights. And you could also do these exercises without those things. But if they wanted to add a little bit to it, they could pick up some weights at home and or a resistance band um, via, you know, Amazon or Target or whatever. That doesn't matter where you get them, right? <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent here. But they could pick up equipment if they wanted to, add a little bit to it if they were at that point. Now, I think it's important to note that side hustles aren't going to be successful especially in the beginning, you have to be able to build a relationship with your followers where they trust you, they know you. So for me, I was already teaching at the gym and this was like an easy transition where I could make workouts online and then people could purchase them and you know, whether they were out of state. So I had some friends that lived in a different state. So I was in Indiana. I had some friends from back home in Chicago. And, you know, they would constantly say like, oh, I wish you trained here. And then I was like, well, why don't I just come up with some workouts? I made them on a Word document. So it wasn't anything fancy. I wasn't paying for an app or anything like that. I simply put some Word documents together and created like a system, a flow of different types of exercises that people could do wherever they were at. And I had some clients that I was a personal training as well in the very beginning of my teaching. When I first became a teacher, I also got my personal training certification so I could train people one-on-one. But it's not like I was making so much money in the very beginning. It was something I did on the side. And so I still do group fitness, but I no longer train teachers and I no longer have my online personal training business because someone once told me, and I thought this was such great advice. And she was actually on the podcast, Helen Hall. She's the creator of Blender Bombs. Uh, she is just a really cool chick. But anyway, she mentioned not like attaching your self-worth to your business and look at a business as an internship. So some internships are, you know, a year, two years. Some internships are a couple weeks. And if you just look at your side hustle as an internship and don't attach attach your worth to it, I think you're going to have a better mindset around it. And there just became a point where, you know, I was no longer in the school. So obviously I wasn't going to train teachers and I wasn't going to bring my son there. So that was no longer a good fit. Online personal training kind of became, if I'm being honest, a little like exhausting. I was already teaching at the gym. So I, it just wasn't a fit for me anymore. I slowly transitioned into hosting women's events and meetups. So I wanted to prove to myself and really stretch my abilities and break out of my comfort zone and host women's events. And I did two in person and one virtual. Those were very, very time consuming. And if you've listened to my podcast 
in the past, you might have heard, like, especially for 2023, I am giving myself permission to not host an event if I don't feel like it's a good fit. And I, I took a break from 2022 hosting events because my son was starting kindergarten and I wanted to be completely present for him. And hosting women's events require a lot of energy. And it does cause it did cause me some anxiety making sure that you know, the event space was big enough for everybody and it was perfect and it was welcoming and my points in my speech really, you know, connected with women. And that was honestly the hardest part is coming up with the content in which I felt would really impact you know, the women that were there. And I stress so much about that because I wanted it to be meaningful for them. And so I practice and practice and, you know, that became exhausting. Hey guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about the new flavor of muesli cereal that I have developed. It is chocolate protein crunch. And you guys, I feel like it tastes like Cocoa Puffs minus all the sugar and fillers and the crash that you feel after having a big bowl of traditional cereal. Moosley's got you covered. It has 20 grams of protein. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that my goal is to increase my strength. And in order to do that, I need to get my protein in. Protein is very hard for somebody like me to fit in because I don't necessarily crave meat all the time. I don't necessarily love cooking. I need convenience in my life. What I love about this new flavor, you just pour it into a bowl. I add vanilla almond milk. I eat it cold. I eat it warm. You can add it to yogurt, a smoothie. If you're interested, go to www.mymoosley.com. That's www. Do I have to say that anymore? Mymoosley.com. It's in the show notes. So anyway, that was a form of income, even though that required for my first event, I invested and I actually, um, it was an investment. So I didn't make any money off of the first one. The second one learned from it. It was virtual, uh, made a little bit off of that one. My third one made a little bit off of that. And then an extension of those, I started hosting meetups for women every single month um, where we would get together and it was kind of like an extension from the events which were annual and just another way to connect with each other on different topics and we went around to different um, locations and supported other local businesses as well as we did like some kind of activity so one place we went to like an aerial yoga place and that was super fun because a lot of the women have never tried aerial silks. So that was really cool. And it was a way for them to break out of their comfort zone. And I had never tried it either. So that was really cool. One time we did yoga on the beach. Another time we did like a Galentine's event where we made soy candles. So we were able to support support a local business, a woman who creates ebony. Um, why am I drawing a blank on her last name? She just got married, but her name was Ebony, is Ebony, and she had a candle making business, so had her come in. 
we went to um, like different shake shops and made vision boards and it was really cool. And that was another um, stream of income as, as well. Then I branched off into a podcast. To be honest with you, um, this podcast is an investment too. I haven't, it's not a stream of income, but it's something that I'm so passionate about that it's still a great fit for me. So I know when some people think of like, um, starting a side business, it may take years before you are making any kind of money. Or maybe in the long run, you don't make any money at all. And you have to decide, is it worth your energy? Is it worth your time? As of now, hosting the podcast brings me so much joy that it is worth my time. It is worth my energy. And I'm fortunate where my husband can edit these podcasts. And, um, you know, I just... I pay for the platform, basically, how I host. So, and then it's time, time I am investing into it. But uh, I think that's really important to note because some people look at, you know, whether it's a job, well, a job, usually you're getting some kind of paycheck. But if you're looking at a side gig as a potential um, money maker in the long run, it may may take time. Okay, so then another one, and I want to get through these quick. I didn't mean to go through all the personal ones I've started, just to kind of give you guys some ideas. And I'm going to get two tips that will apply to you here shortly. Then I started an Etsy business. Um, I still have it online. I'm not really active on Etsy, but I still make some income off of that after, you know, um, people purchase. But this was really interesting. When I was coming up with um, content and templates for the women's events, I went to Etsy to see if they had any kind of documents that I could just print. And there like weren't any. It was mind boggling to me. I was like, well, if I could have something to kind of go off of and make it my own, that would be great. And Really, I was reinventing the wheel. And I was like, well, I'm creating these documents for my women's events. I know I am not the only person that needs these and that is hosting their own events. And maybe it's not like big events, but maybe they're like small groups um, or get togethers for women. Um, so I started putting my templates on Etsy and Etsy is interesting because it does take time. It does take patience to set up. Um, but there's really, you know, uh, no major investment. You know, you do pay Etsy a small percentage each time you make a sale, but it wasn't anything like crazy. And I didn't have to really create a product. I could, a um, a physical product. It was a digital product so that I didn't have to keep creating things. Like for example, I had a woman on here um, a couple of weeks ago talking about her real estate um investment journey and she came up with the money to invest in her properties by starting an Etsy business and she was making she went to the dollar store got these little bunnies from the dollar store and she had a cricket and she started personalizing the bunnies with uh names of children and she posted it online 
she made these bunnies like personalized items. So people would say, yes, I want a bunny for my boy. Yes, I want a bunny for my girl. And then she would personalize them and she would sell them for like $5. And on Etsy, you could just, there's a spot where they could personalize it for them, for the client. So all they have to do is type in the name and you literally copy and paste and um, into your Cricut or whatever and print it and ship it. And generally they pay for shipping. So that was really interesting. So anyway, so I was making these digital documents. So I made some conversation cards and they were just like with different topics that women could talk about, whether it was icebreakers at work or, you know, um, girls nights or Galentine's events or retreats or events or baby showers or bridal showers like or I had some people purchase them for like date night with with their spouse and it was they were conversation topics that could be used basically in any type of setting so those were my biggest sellers I also had journal uh topics what personal development, I've created like a list of like 50 different topics. And all they had to do is print the document or pull it up on their phone, and then they could journal about it. So that was super, super simple. And it was a good, I was doing it anyway. So why wouldn't I post it on Etsy? Um, then I branched out into coaching one on one clients for personal development. Um, and then I started Moosely, and that one has been really, so out of all of these, um, as far as being lucrative, uh, Moosely has been the best in terms of, you know, a financial return. And I think that is because so many people struggle with, eating healthy. I work out at the gym and people become so busy that they're just looking for something that is convenient. So I started making muesli after going on a women's retreat and I was talking to my little sister and she gave me the idea to like package these on my own because at the time I was looking for... so. Uh, Moosley is kind of like a twofold of how it started. So I was looking for sponsors for the podcast and I'm like, I in ad space, right? And I was like, I'm reaching all these other people and I'm advertising their own business and I'm not really advertising mine. And my sister was like, well, why don't you package Moosley? This is something you have every single day you know, and it's helping you, why can't it help other people? And it's not something I thought of on my own. So I was having an open conversation. And sure enough, people loved it, love it. And it's almost a year. Next month, it'll be a year. So I'm recording this in April. And May 23rd was when, May 23rd, 2022 is when I launched it. And um you know, it took some time getting it off the ground. And it's just been really rewarding knowing that I can help other people. And so many people have GI issues and they're not able to go to the bathroom. And with having the muesli, with the fiber, 
They're able to like go every single day. I know this is TMI, but I'm able to help other people. And we're all looking for convenience, right? And muesli cereal is something you can have on the road. And now I kind of went off on a tangent here talking about muesli, but it's something I'm very passionate about. And, um, but it took some time. So I had to go through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is my eighth side hustle, my eighth side hustle. And, you know, I learned along the way that some things work and some things don't work. And I went into it like this might work or it might not work and I'm going to do it anyway. So let's get to the tips that I have for you when starting a side business. Okay, so like I said earlier, don't attach your worth to it, knowing that a side hustle side business is an internship. It might go on for years, it might go on for weeks, okay? So just know that you're not a failure if you started something and you decide it's no longer a fit for you. With my other businesses, I had to say, hey, is this a best fit for me anymore? Am I enjoying it anymore? And when the answer was like, no, it's not a good fit for me anymore, that's when I pivoted. I don't like the word pivot. I mean, it's fine. But I feel like it's overused since COVID. Every t- like pivot, pivot. What's some other ones? Organic, authentic. I use those words as well. But oh my gosh, I feel like in the personal development space, those words are so like overused. Sometimes I cringe and then I and then I say it myself. But anyway, um, another tip I have for you is don't worry about other people's opinions. I think we get so caught up in what. Auntie Shirley is going to think of you starting your side business or your sister or your cousin that so many people get so concerned about other people's opinions that they just don't do it. I don't have that problem anymore. I used to. I struggled with it for years. I don't care. I don't care whether someone doesn't agree with my business or think I'm cringe for starting it or whatever. I don't care. Um, I just go for it because, and maybe that's just my personal personality type. Maybe it's my Enneagram type. I'm a, a three, which is the achiever that I just don't really think about it. I just go for it because hemming and hawing is a waste of time. Like what's the saying? Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> Hopefully nobody, nobody has kids in the car, but, um, but it's true. It's like either do it or don't like stop talking about it. You know, that, that's just, uh my opinion on it. And like, it's really not that big of a deal. So with my other businesses, some of them, I just wanted to test the waters. And I didn't even create an LLC for them. So that's a limited liability corporation. It's a type of business that you create. Um, It's how you are protected if somebody comes to sue you or whatever, you are protected under the business is its own entity. Um, which I recommend if you see that, hey, this is a viable business, um, I need to get an LLC for it or, you know, some other type of business license for it. But in the beginning, I did not, like, I didn't have one for most of these with, um, like, training teachers. I'm like, I'm not going to, I trust these women. Um, I think I had maybe, I don't even know if I had insurance. Um, isn't that crazy? And I'm like, I trust these people. I didn't set up an LLC, didn't have insurance. I was, you know, and 
that was short-lived. I did it for a few months while I was pregnant and then I moved on. Um, but I think some people think like, I need to have a business plan. I need to set up an LLC. I need all of these things before I can even start. I say start, start, and then, hey, I'm making money off of this. I think this is going somewhere. Okay, now I'm going to get serious. I'm going to, you know, register my business, which is very simple. All I had to do was go on to, um, I don't know, South Carolina Department something. Google it. Start an LLC in my state. Simple, easy peasy. So did that, you know, got that done in probably less than an hour, 30 minutes. It was very, very simple. Um, Didn't have a business plan for like any of these. I think in with my online personal training, I started making one and I'm like, why am I even doing this? This is stupid. That was when people thought that they had to have some kind of business plan. You don't need to have a business plan. It's also something, another tip I have for you, it's something that you you could start and not even be passionate about it. Like, what are you already doing that could be an easy segue to generate money for you? So I was already teaching group fitness, creating workouts. An easy transition for me was to write it on paper or write it on a document and then sell it through Facebook uh, for like 20 bucks. I don't even know what I was charging, maybe 50 bucks. And for the online personal training things, send it via an email, had them sign. I did have them sign a document for that, a, um, a contract. I had that set up by a lawyer, which was super reasonable and worth it to me. They signed it and then sent it back to me. I was already doing those things. Um, w- with the uh, coming up with digital documents for my women's events, I was already doing it. So that was an easy transition. I think about the women that are like, okay, well, maybe I don't have anything. Maybe I'm not super talented. You're mentioning all these things, but I I couldn't do those things. Okay, that's fine. Do you do laundry every day? Are you okay at it? Okay. You know how many women in your neighborhood would pay you to do their laundry? No, it's not glamorous. Are you doing it anyway and want to create a second or even one stream of income? Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're like, I just need something else. Or I just want, you know, a little money to take our family on vacation or to do things for myself, buy the clothes I want to buy or get a facial or whatever it is. Go out to dinners with your, your spouse. Everybody could use a little extra money. Um, or, you know, doing some of these dishes, um, cleaning their houses, um, I have this, there's this gentleman in the neighborhood. Now, this is just an example. He does power washing because in South Carolina, there's like this green algae thing. I don't even know the name of it. It's like green. It sticks to your house. And you need to have your house pressure washed every single year because otherwise your house turns this like gross, like green color and looks gross. It's not good for the siding. So you have to have it at pressure wash. And I'm like, this is probably not a, a passion of his, but it's something that he does. I think about this woman who is kitty corner to us. I swear she has to be racking it up with, she has a dog grooming business. And um, when my dog was still alive, Bailey I used to take her every couple of months. She would groom her. I literally walk my dog 
to her. She would groom her in like 45 minutes. I don't know about you, but taking to your dog to PetSmart, I don't know what they are doing with these animals, but it takes like four or five hours. They have them like in some holding tank and they're like, we'll call you when we're done with your dog. She was a five pound dog, Yorkie, that she would be at PetSmart for like four or five hours. And I'm like, what the hell? I bring, I walk my dog to this lady's house. She was done in 45 minutes, sent her some money on Venmo and we're done and this woman is like constantly having these dogs in and out in and out and with the smaller dogs I think she was charging like 45 with the bigger dogs anywhere from like 60 to 100 I'm not quite sure I I would guess um and then she would get a tip like I always tipped her like it's so easy it's something you could start at your house would I ever want to be a dog groomer? No, but maybe like you have experience with animals that you could do it or walking dogs. There are so many people that are needing dog centers where they go out of town. Post it on your Facebook page. You don't need to even have a need to create a website. It be it's so easy to sell and promote yourself on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, you have access to it. You can make flyers and put it in your neighborhood. Um, usually by like for us in South Carolina, we have like this this pool and then we have like this um, board. You could stick your flyer up there or even better, just post it to the neighborhood page. Like it becomes so easy and people trust you then like, okay, so-and-so lives in my neighborhood. I'm looking for somebody to walk my dog for a couple hours while I'm at work, or I need somebody to check in on my dog when we're traveling, feed her or him, give him water, food, and call it a day. Like you don't have to have a degree in this, this area you're looking to create money in. It's, it could be so, so simple. Um, let's see here. I think I got through all the tips. Um, oh, this is one I wanted to say. I know so many people need some type of like guidance or some type of group or some type of format to create a business. And there are plenty of MLMs where you can join. Now, with an MLM, they're going to give you there's going to be some type of leader kind of guiding you, somebody who's been in the business for a while, guiding you, uh, able to give you tips, and then um, some dates and goals to work on, like have this goal done by next month, and some kind of like template to follow. Okay, this is how I started. This is what I suggest you do. Some people need that. For me, an MLM was not my, that's not what I'm motivated by. Like I like to do things on my own terms. I like to create ideas on my own. I don't want to be tied to somebody else's schedule. I don't want to be sent messages from anybody saying, hey, did you get this done or anything? I'm For me, I'm not motivated by that. But There are so many people that love that and actually need that in order to grow. So that is kind of something to think about. And when you're thinking about a business, like I think don't spend so much time thinking about this next one, but it's something good to consider. So like who's your market and who can you help? So like in the beginning, my market for group fitness was like these teachers. You know, I I hear them struggling with, their weight, not being able to go to the gym after school because they have kids practices and they have dinner and they have laundry. And then, 
you know, so on and so forth. So I was like, okay, well, this is an easy thing that I could set up in my classroom and we do walking lunges and I'll do like a 30 minute workout. And they were so sore. And then what the funny thing is, they started talking about it and then other teachers heard about what was going on in my classroom and then they wanted to join. So that was like an easy fit. Who are you helping? Who are you able to help? With a dog walker, it's simple. You're able to um, help the owner. With my Moosley business, I'm able to help other people who are looking for a healthy food item that is also convenient, that they can travel with, that's going to help their digestion, that's going to keep them full, that's not going to create a... um, Uh, a sugar spike, and then later a crash. Uh, And it's something that I'm already doing. So that was an easy transition for me. So when you're thinking about starting a side gig, think about the things you're already doing and how you can help others. And talk with a friend about this. Or if you have an idea, shoot me a message on Instagram. It's at Lauren, period, K-U-B-A-T. And I will be happy to just like share some ideas with you or my thoughts on a topic. If you come with me and you're like, hey, I was thinking about this. Shoot me a message. Honestly, I'm happy to help. Um, Also, great places you can go to to learn about a certain topic. So when I was starting Moosely, Consumer Packaged Goods, it's called CPG, I started creating a product and I didn't know there was an acronym for it. And then I was messaging my friends. Shout out to Drink a Dash. Shout out to Small Seeds, um, the Small Seed Bar. I was like, they were saying CPG in like their um, messages back to me. And I was like, what is CPG? So I Googled it. Like, you don't have to know everything on the topic. And once I knew I was creating a CPG, <laughs> I thought I was just like, I'm creating a food item and it's packaged. Um, I started listening to podcasts on the steps I should take. And then I started watching YouTube. The same goes to the newest thing I've been interested in is real estate, investing in real estate. I've downloaded tons of podcast episodes that are free and listen and watch so many YouTube um, videos and talk to friends in real estate. And that is how you learn. Like literally Google has the answer to everything. I'm like not even kidding. So uh, if you're interested in something, there is an answer out there. Anyway, I feel like this episode, I went on complete tangents on certain things. Hopefully it helped. Hopefully it made some kind of point and brought you value. If you love this episode, please make sure you screenshot it, tag me, share it on Instagram, write a review, share it with a friend, um, and message me on Instagram if you have any questions about your side hustle. All right. Remember, you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.